difficult, 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 it do I don't even know how to talk in French anymore. <laughs> uh, Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm also Katie. Oh, and I'm Marie, and this is the Difficult Women Podcast. Absolutely. So I just want to clear that up in case you all were lost in the in the inner. Is this a of- French podcast? <laughs> oh, we would we, we. No, it's not. <laughs> Well, you guys, but, full disclosure, Katie is leaving the country. I am. I My mother lives in France. If you didn't know, she's lived in France for a very, 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 a very long time. Um, and it's been pretty neat, except that when the pandemic happened, oh. uh, we were like, oh, guess what? You can't travel out of the country. And I was like, mm, never thought about that as a problem oh, in terms of God. visiting your family. Um, so... I have not seen her for, we're getting close to two years now. And I know oh a lot gosh. of people have had that experience, so I'm not the only one. But um, I am excited that we can try to make this happen before the Delta variant takes over. <laughs> so we're trying to sneak in there. Um, but yes, we're recording this in advance. Because Katie will be in the south of France with her mother. And I'm so happy for you to finally be able to see her. Thanks. I'm sick of my mother. You can take her to no. France. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, mom. She's not listening. But yeah, so Katie's going to be in France. And so we just thought we would pre-record because we want her to be able to just not have to work while she's there and just be with her mama. Also, I don't. My mom barely has internet. So yeah, <laughs> it'll be really hard to try to make this work. Um, that too. Yeah. So if we say anything that's dated or something, it's only because this episode is coming out uh, later than um, we've recorded. You know, totally. So. Um, speaking of France and international <laughs> everything, today we are talking about the Olympics. Oh, I love the Olympics. Do you? Do you like the Olympics? Yeah. When I was a kid, I was sort of into the gymnastics. I liked mm-hmm. to watch gymnastics. Mm. And then the Winter Olympics, I liked to watch, surprise, surprise, the ro- uh, roller skating, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> ice skating. I used oh, to yeah. like to pretend I was oh, an I ice love- skater. Yeah. Um, well, I was a swimmer all growing up, and so mm. I always I liked watching swimming and diving. I love to watch. You know me; I like tennis a little bit, and that's the extent of my sports. <laughs> I also kind of really? like the track and field events because I I was a I was did run track in high school, so I understand mm-hmm. what they're I understand what they're going through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can run a hundred meters in ten point something seconds. I can like run Shikari. it in like twenty seconds. <laughs> Wow. I think my my high speed was something like two nineteen point nine seconds. Wow. Something like not good. I never was very good. I just said I was good <laughs> at track. I just said I was on the track game. Yeah. What was your extent of being an athlete in school? Very little. I was on the track <laughs> team. I really. Oh, okay. I'm That's not it. good at sports. I was never very good at sports. Um, the thing I liked about track was that you just had to run. <laughs> there was like pressure because you want to win but other than that it's not, I don't have to catch anything I don't have to kick anything I just have to keep running forward uh, I auditioned for everything like for sports I mean I just tried out not auditioned yeah. uh, I auditioned for everything else but I, I mean it was so embarrassing I tried out for basketball didn't make that I tried out for softball didn't make that and then I tried out for cheerleading which I think is one of the hardest sports of all and I didn't even make that so it was just like 
And then I joined marching band because you don't really, everybody, they have to take everybody. <laughs> there you go. I didn't so, want to be on, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, nobody wanted me on their team. It was fine. And I didn't want to be on it. I was, it was, yeah, it was not good. Um, uh, but, but that's why I, I'm just in so in, in awe of athletes. Very much. Because exactly. it really is It really is inspiring to see like people functioning at their highest level. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that being said, <laughs> the big question today is, is the Olympics outdated? Is mm. this something we really should be continuing um, on this in this crazy world we live in? Uh, is it an outdated system? Is it um, out of touch with the modern world? And um, are they woke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say no. I would say no. <laughs> I'd say offhand, I would say no. Um, and this is an interesting topic to me a little bit because I think we take for granted, or a lot of us take for granted, that like, oh, the Olympics. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we should. Of course, we should keep doing the Olympics. Like, what an mm-hmm. important like thing to unite the world. Um, mm-hmm. But in researching this a little, I found that uh, the Olympic committees are a nightmare, <laughs> and like the way that we run the Olympics is a disaster. Um, it's right. incredibly corrupt and um, very detrimental to not just like the environment, but actually the cities mm. that they are hosted in. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to not even last, but certainly not least, is it's not very good for they don't really treat their uh, athletes very well either. Right. Well, so one of the heads of the committees, um, he was fired, but he was quoted. I mean, he was on a press conference saying that like women athletes tend to yammer on too long and so (laughs) yeah the interviews last longer because women talk too much oh my god he had to come out and say like say he was sorry and then they replaced him but that was in tokyo i was like i'm sorry what women (laughs) what yeah it happened Um, in january and so they quickly replaced him (laughs) yeah well one of the things that um sort of sparked our interest in talking about this today was the Norwegian handball team, female handball team, they decided to compete in um, an earlier event wearing shorts. And then they got mm-hmm. fined because they weren't wearing their bikini bottoms. Mm, their butts weren't showing enough. So they were fined, basically. Right. There's a really interesting article in the New York Times about sort oh. of what the breakdown of this whole debacle was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this about the Olympics? Is it not about the Olympics? But I guess it is. And there's, it's worth mentioning that in Norway, uh, there's no rule about wearing bikini bottoms. So the team mm. usually wears shorts. And they were even saying that um, there are players on their Norwegian team that don't want to compete in international mm. sports like the Olympics. Oh. Because uh-huh. of rules like that, because mm-hmm. um, they can wear what they want in their own domestic tournaments. So it's mm-hmm. like d- just if you just take that concept for one second mm-hmm. and we're like, so we love the Olympics and it's such a wonderful thing and everyone should be able to play at their highest level. But actually, like some of the best Norwegian handball players don't even want to play and, th- mm-hmm. you know, they, they don't come like what is happening on a grand scale that like we think that that's an okay scenario Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so like that and this is just one issue but like in terms of like you know controlling what women are wearing in these events um for anybody trying to make the argument that it's like well it's like a regulation thing because they can move better or it's it's not giving them an advantage or whatever um 
they were saying in some sports like swimming that like there's might be some things that are regulation because it can give someone an unfair advantage or whatever it is. I don't know anything about swimming, so I don't know what they would be. Um, But in the case of something like handball, Mm. where you're just kind of in one space, you know, you're not like trying to run faster or something and you're working as a team on one side of a court or whatever. I don't even know how handball would but like, Yeah, I thought it was volleyball. There's a full thing called handball. Is that something they do it against the wall? I don't even know. Handball in New York is like two people oh, and they it throw it against the wall. It would wake me up every Saturday because yeah. there was a handball court. Yeah. Right. This is different. This apartment. seems like a different thing, but it doesn't matter. Because yeah. the point is that um, that there's no, like, it's not an advantage or disadvantage to wear shorts versus bikini bottoms. So right. why would you, like, tell these women you can't? do that another point is that if you see the men's norwegian handball team and what they're what they're or like men's handball teams and what they wear it's like kind of horrifying to look at there's like a picture of um the men's and women's team i think it was the i don't know if it was the norwegian team but it was like any any country's handball teams the men are in like tank tops and shorts and then the women are in bikinis (gasps) And you're like, why? Like, what is, why? What is Oh, the they got loose shorts, too. You think the balls would get caught in that. The yeah. hand balls, the hand, not the yeah. other. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I mean, it's insane. Uh, so then in the article, they start saying like, you know, because people are pushing back being like, why? Why is this a rule? Why in handball do you have to wear bikini bottoms? And the head of the handball <laughs> administration or whatever <laughs> it's called uh he all his his only way of talking about it is saying like well we're just the organization was just simply enforcing the rules set by the international federation so it's like their defense is like well that's just what the rule is but nobody's like talking about like why is that even a rule so like everybody's sort of like trying to evade responsibility in a conversation like this um and they said something like oh they were supposed to have a meeting about it but then they didn't have a meeting or something so they never changed the rule um the other thing in this article that I thought was fascinating was they were talking in the article about women and like athletes and their out, I almost said costumes and the costumes that they have to wear um, and what their regulations <laughs> are compared to other uh, places. Like, you know, there's regulations of how short the skirt should be and like badminton and things like that. And listen mm-hmm. to this. In 2011, the Badminton World Federation decreed that women must wear skirts or dresses to play at the elite level in order to help revive flagging interest in women's badminton. Help revive the interest to so make, we can just... Mm-hmm. Wow. So that, if, you, if there's any doubt in anyone's mind why these rules are in place, they've 100% been put there to objectify the female athlete <laughs> patriarchy yeah yeah oh my god yeah. and so that's not you're not even that's not even uh they're not even trying to hide it in that case in badminton <laughs> so i was reading this thing it's kind of the same thing in surfing there's like more sexism in surfing because also a lot of women like they're just as good as the men because it's just one thing mm-hmm. and like and so like so many female surfers are just as good and then the pay rate in surf I mean the pay rate across the board in sports is not you know there's a huge um pay gap in that but um in surfing basically like the men can wear like wetsuits like that cover their entire bodies and then a lot of these competitions they want the women to be wearing these like tiny bikinis I mean and it's again it's do we wonder why right <laughs> but how and also, fucked up how fucked up is that but then also this is just a side note for fun but did you know that surfing was invented in hawaii as a naked sport 
Oh, fun. You were supposed to. <laughs> that's how it started. Get a Just little fish up the hoo-ha. <laughs> but you could. But then you could like do it better or something because there's no. There's nothing. I mean, like, I, I. You know, I don't doubt that. That's, that's cool. why wetsuits are like that because like you surf better naked. I don't know. I, I just know. read it on the internet. Another yep. just, <laughs> just reading read on the internet, internet talking knows. about it. Um, well, so that's anyway. just one. That's just one example of how I think the Olympics and these and just sports like these sports federations in general are like out of touch with like what's you know not just the needs of the athletes but kind of where we are in as a society. Um, I think another really good example of this was um, Shakari Richardson, who uh, if you have been following track and field uh you know that she was disqualified for having marijuana in her system um this poor woman she found out that her biological mother had died like that morning from a reporter something insanely traumatic something she mm -hmm. smoked a little bit of weed and then she won all of her races (laughs) and then they're like well it's in the rule book and the fastest woman like in the world or something like broke records yeah just and and then just fully disqualified for this insane rule that like and th- and then also and to me this is smacks of like a lot of racism too the mm-hmm. amount of people that want to step and go like well that was the rule that was she well broke our the president rule. yeah biden w- they were like how do you feel it goes rules are rules i mean it's like but, I, but then let's go back now this is why i wanted to bring us up in this order let's go back to the bikinis right what is the rules reason rules, for the so. rule there Right, right, right. Like, right. what is why is that rule in place, and is it outdated? Like, totally. Well, I was just gonna say the commission that decided that she could not play is like based in Colorado, where uh, hello, weed is like it's legal there. Yeah, and the fact, I mean, it's just hypocrisy about it too. It's a double standard. There are millions people. There are far white. I mean, I'm generalizing, but I'm very privileged, probably white farmers out there growing tons of marijuana, making millions of dollars. And then there's a 25 year old who sold a bong and is in jail for like, you know, 15 years for it. So, um, well, also, and I don't know, again, like I can't quite find the exact quote of this, but um, apparently Michael Phelps like stood up and said, like, we were all high. When yeah. we were like competing in the Olympics, right. like we were smoking weed all the time, and th- nobody stopped Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. So what is that? I mean, that's also part of the thing. It's like rules are rules only when they're convenient for the people that want to keep other people down. You know, certain people down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like that even and also why is that a rule now? If it's legal to smoke weed in that state, like it's just not a big deal. If it was right. like if it was a performance enhancing drug, sure. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. think that like because that was one thing I kept kind of looking up just out of curiosity. I was like, well, is there something about it that's like would some people consider it a performance enhancing? And everyone's like, no, no. <laughs> if anything, it makes everything a little harder to do. So like that's even more impressive <laughs> that right. she was whatever. Well, apparently the ban used to be two years if THC was found in your blood as an athlete competing. So at least now it's 30 days. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just think that like. The other thing is like there's also something to be said. It's like, I don't know. Like if it seemed like if she'd been on speed or something where you're like, oh, that's going to enhance her abilities or something. Although I've never taken speed. I don't know if that would actually. It's called speed. So I figure if you're running track, it's going to make you better. <laughs> but like, like if it's something like that, like I understand. But I think that like the, also the idea that they're like, oh, well, the rules are rules. And like you're not taking into account anything 
about like her circumstance and like and again you're letting these other like white boy athletes get away with murder here and there like they turn the other cheek when it's someone that they want to see like succeed but anyway um so just shit like that kind of has been making me think like what's up with the olympics is Did you see the video of of her? So yesterday, July 21st, she came out, I guess, Kanye West uh, sh- shot it and edited it, the video. But it's for, uh, I guess it's Nike and for Beats by, by Dre. Mm-hmm. And so it's a video of her and it's actually just so powerful. Again, Kanye was the filmmaker behind it. Mm-hmm. But the very <laughs> at the very end, it says, live your truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really I mean, that's she tweeted a lot about like how she's human. You know, she did apologize and especially to her fans that she let down. She was talking about. But um, and she, she did took recent, responsibility for it. And she, she took she responsibility didn't lie about it. She didn't. She just yeah. said this is what happened. And she tweeted over this past weekend. So um, again, it's still July. But uh, she said all these perfect people that know how to live life. I'm glad I'm not one of them. Yeah. And then she tweeted, uh, 20, uh, 22 to twenty twenty five undefeated." So she's she's gonna be back in it, and she's gonna totally destroy. But so here's man. the thing about all this, though, that's interesting is like that's one of the things. Like when I think about the Olympics, I think about like performing kind of at the highest level, and like people that have been working their whole lives in any kind of sporting event. The goal has always been like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. is kind of hard sometimes to wrap your mind around this idea of like dismantling the Olympics or getting rid mm-hmm. of the Olympics in any way. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, well, wait a minute. These people have worked so hard to for this big achievement. And well, like, that's why. Yeah, that's why canceling the Olympics last year was so detrimental because these people have been training their whole lives to be a part of it. But then now I don't I mean, I'm in the camp of that. I don't think that they should have been hosting the Olympics this year. Oh, so that okay. So let's get let's into, get into uh, okay, this is let's, one of the problems. Ah. <laughs> I, I feel so sorry I, for Tokyo. I, I oh god, I I remember they were trying to get the Olympics to be in New York or Brooklyn or Queens or something, and I was like, please no, please no, please no. I don't. We don't need. We don't need more people like flooding right. into to New York City. Um, but I also mm. wanted to kind of like when I think of the Olympics, I do kind of think like I didn't know where what the where the history of the olympics was right i think of like ancient greek or something yeah. right and i'm like yeah the gladiators so, or yeah. something right so my in my mind because i'm dumb and like, <laughs> people i'm easily manipulated um in my mind the olympics have been going on non-stop since ancient greek times Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. Okay. That's not true at all. I don't know why I, I guess the way they talk about it, they always make it seem like this is just, because I was like, you can't get rid of the Olympics because it is like right. tying us to like pre, pre Jesus times or something. Right. I don't know. Like I can't. Such a beautiful thing of humans. Yeah. Oh yeah. We've been passing the torch literally for since the Greeks and that's why there's the torch yeah sure yeah mm-hmm. I just thought that's the same flame from like <laughs> 2,000 years ago we can't get rid of the Olympics well I was wrong uh, I also never spent that much time thinking about what a dumb I what a dumb thought that was but um <laughs> So the truth is that the modern Olympics uh, started in 1896. Uh, the, and they called them the 1896 Games in Athens. It was the first mm. Olympics of the modern age. It lasted mm-hmm. two weeks, uh, had a very Eurocentric air of entitled aristocracy. 
Mm. Um, mm-hmm. They were 241 athletes, and all of them were white men. Mm. Um, this is another New York Times article that breaks some of this down. And it says, in short, the Olympics are built on excess, tangled in geopolitics, rife with corruption and cheating. Um, and And if you think about it, like the beginning of the Olympics, again, not ancient Greece, um, but was started sort of on the backs of these sort of overly privileged white dudes that were just kind of like showing off. And it was mm-hmm. not particularly inclusive. It was like, you know, just some dudes trying to make some, make some, make a splash. Right. So that, when I read that, I was already like, oh, well, fuck this. <laughs> like, this isn't right. what I thought it was at all. Um that already like took the wind out of my sails. But um, there's been more conversations too about like, aside from sort of the silliness of that aspect of it, um, is, are, is the Olympics sustainable for any town or for the, for the mm. within our current like weather climate? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, a friend of the pod, uh, Iana, shout out, she sent us a really interesting article. What actually started this conversation in the first place. It's from 2018, but it's from Thrillist.com. And it's just pictures of abandoned Olympic venues. And I think that, I, I mean, I never thought about this, but yeah, it takes over your city and then they have to rebuild. And in theory, you're like, oh, great, you're creating... Um, jobs for a building all these alpine slides and ski slopes and um, you know Olympic sized pools and you know th- a lot of towns just like Atlanta I know um, you know not to date myself but I remember <laughs> that um, like it took over that town and it created a tons of jobs but like then they had to dismantle all these things and but so for these other places um they're just like the mountains are like growing over these ski slopes. They haven't been used again. And even in um, I drove past it actually when I drove to the Appalachian Trail uh, in towards North Carolina. But you pass like this river where they had the kayaking and the whitewater rafting stuff. And like they have kind of markers saying that this was where the Olympics was. Um, and it's everywhere. So you can't miss it. And I do think luckily people still are able to use that place to um to kayak and stuff but like in so many of these places they're just abandoned all across the world and so just imagine for climate imagine for the animals imagine for like development right economic like it's fucked totally so it's like kind of destructive in that sense too when they're building all these new things and the other thing that's fucked up about it is like the olympics come in with this like and they've they've been coming into these places with the promise of like helping Mm -hmm. the economy. Right. So maybe it creates a few jobs in the short term, but the other promise that they're trying to give them is like, Hey, like Rio, right? Like here's have Mm -hmm. some clout. uh, And people are going to, it's going to be a a draw for tourism for years and years and years to come. And like fast forward, like the second after the Olympics are done, it's like nobody cares anymore. So, and the other thing is the Olympic team committee itself. It's not like they're funding the buildings right right the They're countries like, themselves get to the cities mm-hmm. have to build them themselves and so the cities are like begging for you know the olympics to be in their city because mm-hmm. there's still this strange thought that it's going to be helpful to them somehow which it just keeps turning out that it's not very useful right. for these cities um but then also they have to foot the bill Right. So it can be a real economic strain on some places. Like I remember that was a big deal with the Rio Olympics is like people, to t- you know, people were like, why are we spending money on this right now when mm-hmm. people are starving in Brazil? You know, right. Um, 
Another interesting thing I saw in this New York Times article. Um, <laughs> Cite your sources. All was, right. Yeah. <laughs> a, a new source. Uh, was even in the Tokyo Olympics, this this one, I think that before the pandemic, they were building things. And there was this one awful story of like in the middle of like, I think it was like the downtown Tokyo or something. They were told like, okay, we've got to put in this like reflective path for the the, the you know 40 mile jog or whatever event it uh-huh. was and the wet the temperatures have just been insane uh in tokyo because of global warming and so like they're trying to build this thing in this town people are like workmen are like dying and like getting sick and mm. like it's just been it was really like bad it's like cutting through the town in a really weird way um and they're not even sure if this elect the, the point of putting this reflective for whatever stuff on the ground is to try to make the running path less hot but they're not even sure it's going to work so they're spending all this time and money they're like kind of prohibiting the the city from running normally people are trying to get around this they're having to do detours and all this stuff uh and then they decided actually we're just gonna move the race to a different city oh my god <laughs> so they did it like to a neighboring like neighborhood or whatever where it was a little cooler so they'd put in the money they'd put in the effort they had you know people were n- sort of suffering through building this thing and then they moved it anyway and then the mm. pandemic happened mm. so it was just like is this worth it is this, well, this you know, is it's what's, so disruptive well this is what's so sad about the tokyo uh, olympics is that because they can't have any tourists come, then right. they're losing out on millions what of dollars. What is even the point? What yeah. is the point? I mean, they've just they're 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 going to be in the red, that's for sure. And and, and they're going to and people are going to get covid. So that's the other thing is like in ter- even this specific like couple years, it's like is it worth putting on for the there's already all these athletes that are testing positive for covid. Right. I, there's just like every day there's like another list of people that are like, oh, yep, the alternate on, you know, the women's gymnastic teams, COVID. You know, this person from this country, they, you know, swimmer has COVID. Um, so it's already like, what are we doing? And for what? Like, and for what? Uh, that was another thing that they said in this article. Capitalism. That like, yeah. And that like <laughs> the one thing, too, that's making it so it's like so not that useful for the cities themselves is that the Olympics has become, especially in the day of COVID, it's becoming a spectacle to watch on TV. But what good does that do for Tokyo? Right. Like it you doesn't. said, like if there's nobody coming in to, you know, um, it seems I'm realizing like this is not, this is not great. But this is why I feel like, and again, like this is a pre-recorded episode, so the Olympics have already started. But this is why I, I really, in my mind, I'm like, yes, I really want to watch the Olympics this year to support Tokyo. But then how 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 is watching it on the television going to influence and help them economically? It's not. And also like watching it actually is detrimental because it just keeps encouraging the Olympics to happen. Right. And like what we really need to be thinking about is like, should we be even having the Olympics. Um, also, here's a good question: Who runs the Olympics? Who is this International Olympic mm. Committee? You know, mm-hmm. who are these people? And uh-huh. if you dig in a little bit, you find like it's just a bunch of like privileged, wealthy Europeans who, um, and some. There's been one American leader. There mm. hasn't been a lot of change either in all the years that they've had the Olympics, so there's not a lot of turnover. And they're just sort of like again, out of touch old people who. Um, are kind of in it for, I guess, the money. And there's a lot of corruption. Um, 
they also now that they're finding less and less opportunities like people are less and less excited to have the olympics in their town so they're having a harder time finding places to have the olympics hosted not to mention by the way that like it's harder to find a place to host the olympics because of climate change and finding a place that people aren't going to like die when they're like working out you know when they're doing their events because of heat or whatever it oh, is oh god yeah yeah Watch so it. that already you got to jump through this over this hurdle and this forest fire <laughs> yeah fine. and also like let's say you're from again norway and you're then competing your handball tournament uh in like weather that you're not used to performing in like that's also like such a weird problem you know it's coming to la and i know which i one more reason not to move to la but um <laughs> i uh but one thing too is that they just like understanding like the corruption within the committee and within the olympic like system like i think that that's also something nobody ever thinks about because we love this idea of like we remember watching the olympics when we were kids and you know you think it's about the athletes but it really ends up being about a lot more than the athletes and as we see some, from some of these arbitrary rules like they don't really give a fuck about the athletes like they are they worry about like keeping the olympics going and making whatever money they want to make off the olympics um another thing that's kind of infuriating is that the the ioc the international olympic committee mm -hmm. is just dead set on telling everybody over and over again that the olympics are a non-political environment right we're neutral we're mm -hmm. neutral there's no politics and like that's what's so beautiful about the olympics but that's also like weirdly myopic and like not like yeah. true <laughs> like you can't avoid it but they actually, for the first time, they have new guidelines for the Tokyo Olympics. Um, and they said <clears throat> that athletes in Tokyo can take a knee or perform similar gestures as long as their actions don't target specific people or countries and are not disruptive. Well, so already some games have started and people have been taking a knee. So that's a new rule. Um, I think that mm -hmm. the it's called the Rule 50. Uh, mm -hmm. And that Rule 50 was originally a ban on athletes demonstrating or displaying anything political. But what mm -hmm. they're worried about moving forward is that the Olympics also keep choosing these like very um, like autocratic countries. Like remember mm -hmm. the Sochi Olympics in Russia and then like now China, Beijing is having their um, the Olympics mm -hmm. coming up too and they've already had one. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem is like you know the sort of humanitarian crises that are happening in China like we're gonna there people have an eye on these athletes because now that they're trying to like take that rule 50 away which is good they're mm -hmm. like what's gonna happen when they're in China and people start oh, like gosh. speaking out against the atrocities because China's very adamant about shutting people down about that uh, talking publicly about that because they just pretend like nothing's going on it's kind of mm -hmm. scary like to be I mean, I was in, in China, China for China five hours for a, lay a layover and Facebook wouldn't work on yeah. our phones. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, because I, I, I was an idiot. I was like, I can't get on Facebook. And my friends are like, we're in China, Marie. I'm yeah. like, they oh, don't allow right. that. <laughs> yeah. So it's oh. like they're and, and they were saying that that's part of the problem with the IOC is that like when this starts to happen and these, you know, athletes and athletes oh, more and more have a voice in, in our society and are using their platform to speak out against like political issues and stuff like that, um, that the IOC is just not going to have their backs at all. Because mm -hmm. at the end of and that's mm -hmm. also they're not going to hold have any accountability and like they're not going to protect any of their athletes and that could be a dangerous and that's political that's a political like mm -hmm. here we are so you, in all you're trying to you know to say that it's not political the other thing that was interesting was 
even having it in Sochi was such a big deal. Like that should we even do this? And like, why are we promoting Russia? Mm -hmm. And why are we putting Russia like in the spotlight in a positive light when like Putin has just been doing horrible, horrible things and is just trying to take everybody down around him Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, They were saying that uh, they at that Olympics, I don't know if you remember this happening. Russia was participating in a doping program to make all of their athletes yes. better. So it's like, right. what, and and there is a tendency. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's a tendency even for um, if you're the host country, they kind of will like sell judge votes and stuff to try to like help your like teams do better in like the voting and stuff. So it's something like a gymnastics where it's like you get marks, you know what I mean? Like nine, mm-hmm. nine, 10 or things like that. They try to sell those votes so that then like, It'd be interesting to see, like, this year, like, will the Japanese team do better in, you know, uh, some of these events than they've done in the past? If they, if you notice that, it's because they rig it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ah! Yeah. Well, I mean, a good thing for the um, Olympic Committee is that they now have women on the committee. <laughs> it, I, mean, I mean, yeah. They didn't. For. Yeah, for a long time, they really didn't. And then... Um, now it's at they have like uh it's almost 50 50 women versus men on the committee which like i mean i mean if they're all corrupt good. then it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's like i don't, I don't care women can be mean too oh, oh yeah can be bad. I mean, what's her name <laughs> jillian taylor green or whatever the fuck her name is oh, right. she's like oh, an may, insane may. woman like she's right. not a good i don't you know she's yeah. a perfect example of how women are also horrible um right yeah <laughs> But so, I mean, I think that like this is I th- I don't know. It's worth us like re reinvestigating like what what is what is the cost of continuing to have the Olympics? What is the benefit? Um, I think that, again, to me, it makes me feel sad to get rid of it for the athletes. But if the athletes I mean, more and more athletes are standing up and being like, we're not being treated well. The institutions, mm. too, like um, even like how finally this stuff is coming out about the um sexual abuse that the gymnastic teams have been facing Mm -hmm. like that's all part of the system Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and that like if we I'm not saying we should get rid of gymnastics but we do need to like the the Olympics we're covering that shit up too (laughs) you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so Mm -hmm. it's like is this still like an institution that we need to keep moving forward and it is and and can we even do it as like the climate changes more and more and it becomes more and more difficult to have these games in a healthy way I just want to have one chance at getting into Olympic Village and fucking an athlete, you know, like that's what I think is so fascinating. Is COVID? That they, <laughs> not, not, not this year. I'm oh, going to okay. wait until, you know, maybe my when I'm 50 or something, get in there. <laughs> but um, I do think it's fascinating that they like they hand out at the Olympics every year. They hand out to all the athletes, all these condoms. And right. but this year. They only handed out 160,000 condoms. Um, only. <laughs> yeah, only. But in the, the summer, I mean, I, this kind of makes sense. But in the Summer Olympics in Rio, they handed out uh, almost half a million um, condoms to I the I mean, they uh, were in Brazil. The, How could you Yeah, know? Uh, yeah. The other, I remember hearing about that once, too, where they were talking about how, like, think about it. It's like you've got all these, all like, these 18-year-old, like, hot, just people in the prime, of physical prime, and they've been, like, focused and, you know, working for this one moment for, like, so long. Uh, they need to they need to party and release. A Maybe lot. it helps them focus. Like who knows? Oh, I think but that also, they usually wait. I don't. I think that they don't. Oh yeah, but they right wait when they after their event oh, is yeah, done, that and makes then sense. They that can makes sense. Let loose. Yeah, yeah. 
But did you read? <laughs> they have in in Tokyo. They have for the athletes. Um, these cardboard beds and there was also this speculation and it's like an, a really cool innovation of like how it's light cardboard and, and it can be recycled so instead of like manufacturing all these beds for all the oh. olympians it was these cardboard beds but then there was speculation that the cardboard beds they built them specifically so people couldn't fornicate because they would um fall dissolve. apart <laughs> yeah they would like, like too many support. bodily fluids would just like, right dissolve the <laughs> like get wet and no. <laughs> no but like i'd the, be sleeping the on the floor that's too bad no the weight <laughs> of two people would make it crumble but then this like super hot Swedish no he was Irish that's what it was oh his accent and he's like fake news and then that's my Irish I'm so sorry that's offensive. but he <laughs> like he yeah it's racist but um he's like jumping on the bed and he's Whoa. like fake news yeah wow. and he's like see it's fine you can jump on these cardboard beds that's pretty impressive though with the cardboard innovation too because yeah so that's like a good thing i mean japan obviously like i'm sure they've done some really amazing things for this particular olympics because they are super aware of climate change and stuff and they're you know like i just i think if anything i kind all of the innovations they got things, stuck but- with the covid oh one. i feel <laughs> you know, just horrible sucks. and you know so many of the people there did not want it to happen but they were like i mean they probably just sunk so many so much they couldn't pr- prolong it anymore they're like please let's just do it and then like get over with. Like, yeah well i think that they stop. just like everyone's watching them so it's like uh there was a statistic um and i relate to the statistic as someone who was like really hoping that the olympics would not come to new york but uh they interviewed a bunch <laughs> of people or they did like a poll and like something like 48 percent of americans or something like that were um really wanting the Olympics to go on this year like they were like no we have to have the Olympics even with COVID like we have to do it and something like 20% of Japanese people because they were like we don't need this <laughs> like but can you get out of our right. country and like we don't need it um, so right. that's also telling that it's like the people that it's supposed to be quote unquote helping it's like they don't want it there it's just mm. annoying in their lives and it doesn't serve anybody anything I think also mm. like if we if they tr- if you know if the Olympics treated their athletes like as well as they should maybe I'd even feel a little bit more different about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had no idea, especially with like the abandoned like ski uh, slopes and stuff. Yeah, and the and the <laughs> swimming pools. So and, and the idea too is it's like you think you're going to build this thing that's going to help the community, but it's like nobody needs an Olympic sized pool or like six. Olympic size pools right. in their town. You know what I mean? Right. Like they just don't. Or need an that. alpine slide that runs yeah, through town. That then you're never going to need an alpine slide. I mean, no. I, unless there's a way to like, because the other thing is because it's like Olympic level, I don't even think you could just put a regular kid down an alpine slide like that. Like you have to be like trained in like that level. Oh my of god, s- I'm gonna take you to this sliding. alpine slide in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, when you're down here next Amazing. month. And oh my god, we'll pretend like we're Olympians. <laughs> Great. And uh, you know what's the other thing is if you are if you look into this. And you decide, oh, my God, this is terrible. What can I do to, like, help eliminate the Olympics? Uh, don't watch. Mm. That's it. Like, if everyone just kind of stopped watching, then they would. They, they would oh, kinda... God, I'm going to be the worst. I want I'm so excited about watching. I'm actually going to, like, have a little party. Then watch. I don't know. Then watch. Ceremony. You know, I, I, the other I thing know. is it's, I'm it's a kind of a. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not even a hypocrite. Because I think the other thing is, like. What's great about the Olympics is watching people working at the like, it's really inspiring to see people work at their highest levels. I just love that there's actually people from all over the world that come together for this thing. Like, I think that that's such a beautiful, I mean, it's competitive. Yeah, it's (laughs) also kind of like manufactured. I guess that's the part that I think I used to think was so cool. And now I'm like, "Uh, it's, I don't, I don't, if they're buying, you know, 
votes and things like right yeah it's kind of it's not yeah and they've never hosted the olympics in like an african country they've Mm -hmm. only ever done it in most like european countries and like that kind of shit it's like this is not about bringing the world together it's about some europeans notion of you know elite Mm -hmm. elitism Mm -hmm. so that kind of shit i'm not really i'm not into yeah well yeah i don't know interesting yeah we'll see it's not a thing i thought much about but anyway Happy Olympics, everybody. Well, also, I mean, like chanting like USA, USA, like that's not we, we, yeah. Did I tell you that when, um, when we were at, we did, you know, 4th of July this year was a sort of a, it was a tough 4th of July because people are like, are we celebrating this country? This, you know, are we, how are we Mm -hmm. feeling about this quote unquote independence that was not afforded to everybody in this country at the same time. And like, is this really our independence day? Like it's not for everybody. And there was just like in New York in Brooklyn, there was definitely an awareness of that. So people were like, you know, we went out and we watched like the fireworks and stuff. And there was a couple people out, uh, that were definitely like Jersey people. <laughs> like they were not <laughs> from Brooklyn. And this one guy, and they were getting kind of drunk and stuff. And this one guy was just really inspired by the fireworks. And he s- tried to start the USA chant. Oh, and no, it was no, like, no. it was like yeah. in a mass of people. He was like, USA. Maybe one other guy from across the way was like, USA. And they went for like two seconds and then everyone was silent. I mean, it was like palpable, the like discomfort of these people. It'd be like, not here, buddies. Not not today. And it was like fascinating. But And that's not a thing that would happen all over this country. But, uh, you know, that's why I love Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw it at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally of like, oh, how- so scary. Yeah. Just like chanting. You're like, oh, is this a white supremacy? Walk into a KKK meeting. And that's not everybody there, but still, there was definitely there was rallies happening that were yeah. terrifying while we were there. I do want to give a cute a cute little update. <laughs> cute little update. I want to give a little update about the the KKK wizards bust here in Nashville. It's actually coming down this week. Oh, great. After that's forever. Exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. And it's no thanks to the gov- governor who fucking sucks. Yeah. Anyway. Tennessee got to get their shit together. I mean, we all I, do. We yeah. all have to get our shit together. All of us. Yeah. But especially in the South, in these Southern little states. It's yeah. great. Everything's fine. Anyway. All right. Well, um, enjoy France. Oh, my God. Thanks. We can't wait to hear from you when you get back. And, I, and probably all my stories know. will be like, what did you do? And I'd be like, I sat around because we can't oh. go anywhere or do anything so yeah um, but i got to see oh, my mom it'll be nice yeah it'll be awesome yeah. well i'm glad that we got to do this and i hope you know it, whether you like watching the olympics or you don't just do what you you want because that's what america is we, all yeah. about <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no no I don't no know. that's not right but that's okay yeah <laughs> goodbye <laughs>